What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Waiting Room, the show that challenges you to thrive, not just survive in every area of your life. This is your host, Rue, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about the realities of waiting in every season of life. How we wait is more important than the wait itself, so waiting well is what matters. In this episode, I'll be talking about stopping bad habits and starting good ones. brain is a powerful thing. You can literally program and reprogram your brain throughout your lifetime. But the thing is, it's also very efficient and it will take the path of least resistance when given the opportunity. That is why we get stuck in habits and routines because that's less work for the brain. So why do we keep doing things that are bad for us when we know better? So why are people couch potatoes knowing it's going to lead to an early demise? Or why do people keep smoking despite all the evidence knowing the damage nicotine causes and all the uh, cancer rates and all of that? And why do people eat fast food and junk food on a regular basis knowing that it's going to lead to an extended waistline or uh, increased risk of heart disease and diabetes? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the science of habits, uh, what's going on in the brain, and then I'll talk about ways that we can change bad habits into good ones. Okay, so there is what is called the habit loop. This is a neurological loop that pretty much governs any habit. So it consists of three elements, which is a cue or a reminder, a routine, and a reward. So the cue or reminder is the trigger. That could be a conscious behavior such as flushing the toilet or a feeling such as nervousness or it could be the time of day. And then the routine is the behavior associated with the trigger. Okay, so flushing the toilet cues you to wash your hands while feeling nervous triggers biting your nails or depending on the time of day, you might feel a little bit peckish, a little bit hungry and uh, be tempted to go just to the mindlessly go to the fridge and look for a snack. Okay, so doing something over and over can make the behavior a routine. And then there's the reward. The reward associated with the behavior also helps make the habit stick. So if you do something that causes enjoyment or uh, relieves stress, the pleasurable release of dopamine in your brain can make you want to do it again. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter. It's one of the chemicals in our brain that which plays a role in how we feel pleasure. So it's one of the feel good hormones. There's dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, and all of those. So it helps us feel pleasure um, and enjoyment. It's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan as well. So if you need to break a habit, the first thing is to identify your three R's. Here we have your reminder, your routine, and your reward. Okay, so what is that cue? What is that trigger? And then what do you consistently go back to? 
and how do you feel afterwards. So to change your habits, you will need to change your routine and trigger a different reward. I'm going to talk about 10 ways to break bad habits and replace them with good habits. So number one, identify your triggers. So remember those triggers are the first step in developing habit. So when does this behavior occur? What time of day? How do you feel when it happens? Who else is involved? Are you feeling tired? Are you irritated? Are you lonely? Are you depressed uh, whenever you succumb to this habit? Okay. Number two, practice mindfulness. Be aware of what you're doing, thinking, and saying. So once you're in the moment, I think, like I said earlier, the human brain is very efficient. So it's going to take the path of least resistance and it doesn't want to think every time. So that's when we form these routines because you're not really thinking, you're just going through the motions. So a lot of times we are not being mindful of what we're doing. So like when you're tired, you'll find yourself just going to the fridge opening just to see what's in there. And then 10 minutes later, you come back. Nothing has changed, but it's just a habit of um, constantly going to the fridge to see if there's something you can munch on. Right. So but if you're mindful of what you're doing and say, you know, I'm not going to go to the fridge unless it's mealtime. And of course, plan specific mealtimes or plan your meals out. So that way you can break that cycle of consistently looking for a snack. All right. Number three, replace a habit with a different one. And I think this is where a lot of people, when they try to break a bad habit, they don't stick to it because it's kind of like you've created this gap and you need to fill it. So if you can't just stop a habit and then not do anything, you'll have to find something else to take its place so that way you can create that new routine and trigger that reward. All right. So um, let's say you were a couch potato, right? So you just come home from work and you plop on the couch and you're done for the day. So instead of doing that, because of course, you know, it feels good just to relax, put your feet up, you know, find something else to do during that time. Learn an instrument, read a book, go for a walk. And you'll notice that over time, you will when you start to see the reward of actually learning something new from reading or, you know, learning a song and challenging your brain, learning an instrument or your physical health improving from going for a walk, you'll want to do it more. Okay, so it's about you need to replace that bad habit with something good. If it's a nicotine addiction or smoking, you know, uh, I've heard people say, they started to drink more water. They kept a water bottle with them. So when they felt like they wanted to reach for a cigarette, they just grabbed their water bottle and it just something simple. It's different. It's going to be different for everybody, but you just have to know where you are and then what you can do to change or what new habit you can adopt. Number four, start small. So sometimes it can be overwhelming when you look at the big picture of what you need to change um, and uh, a lot of times people get discouraged before they even start. But if you break down your goals into bite-sized pieces, adjust your expectations and know your capabilities. So know what you can do, because if you want to start off too big, you might end up getting discouraged because you're not reaching your goals. So take baby steps. So I wouldn't recommend going from a couch potato to uh, registering for a half marathon in three months, you know, so start by walking 10 minutes a day and then 
after a few weeks, bump it up to 20 minutes a day and then 30 minutes a day and then increasing your speed. Just pace yourself, start small and over time, because time is your friend here. You just want to make sure that you are being realistic. All right, number five, focus on your why, why you want to change, because a a lot of times this is going to be your driving force. If you have a shallow reason to change your goal, maybe it's, you know, because I want to look better. I want people to think I'm a certain way. I want, you know, something like that. It's not a solid reason as I want to be here for my grandkids. Oh, you know, whatever the reason is. So um, find what your why is and then, um, you know, write it down. And in any might change over time as you grow and as you adapt, you might realize, you know, your uh, reasons to change your habits is also changing with you. I think it's important to establish why you need to break your habit and develop a good one. Number six, prepare for slip ups. Okay, so you're not going to hit the mark every single time. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have good days, bad days, and you just need to be patient with yourself. Just embrace the process. The process is so important. I think a lot of times we get so focused on the final product and the end result that we don't really take the time to just enjoy the process, the learning and the growing and the changing. Number seven, change your environment. So if you constantly find yourself in a place that's causing you to indulge in this bad habit, then stop going there. Or if you find yourself constantly looking for junk food in the house, stop buying it. You can't eat it if it's not there. So changing your environment um, plays a big part as well. And then number eight, visualize yourself breaking that habit. So picture yourself how you're going to be after the habit's broken. So picture yourself being more fit and more active and being able to do more things with your kids or just, uh, or your grandkids, or picture yourself, you know, accomplishing that specific task. And the more you visualize it and daydream and you imagine it, the more you, it's like you're wiring your brain to create that atmosphere. So daydreaming is so important and it's a really cool thing that, you know, the brain does, but uh, daydreaming is good for us. And if you just kind of daydream and visualize, you know, how life would be different with this broken habit, that's going to help you. Number eight, motivate yourself with rewards for success. So your yes, your brain does produce a dopamine after you have, you know, as part of that habit loop, but you can also reward yourself tangibly. So whether it's shopping for new clothes or whether it's going on a vacation or doing something that you had never done before or couldn't do before, that could be a, a good reward in itself. And lastly, number 10, give it time. Time is your friend. There's a common myth or misconception that it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Studies have shown that it takes up to 10 weeks. Okay, so that's two to three months or more to break a bad habit or to start a new habit. Okay, so 10 weeks is a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not. So just give yourself time. Be patient. Once again, embrace the process. And just from my personal experience, I have 
uh, been in a position where I had a bad habit um, and it needed to change. So uh, years ago, I would say up until 10 years ago, I was overweight and I was lazy. I did not work out. And people who know me personally, they uh, knew that Rue does not run. And I had a group of fans that would get up in the morning and go work out and I would be laying on the couch. You couldn't pay me to work out. Now I'm the complete opposite. I actually pay for races and I pay to work out. So, um, but I had to realize, you know what, this is not what I want. And I started, for me, it started with a visualization. I started to picture myself just being more fit and being more healthy and uh, just being able to just be more active. And then I had to break that habit of just being lazy, really. And I started changing my eating habits and I started changing my physical activity habits. And from my highest weight to my lowest, I lost about 60 pounds. And there is so much more that goes on in the mind when you lose that much weight. And I'm sure if somebody has been have has had that experience, they can relate as well. But it's more than just a physical aspect of losing weight. It's almost like you rewire your mind. And I think differently than I did 10 years ago. And I've grown mentally. And it's just almost like my mind is more awake. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. I think it happened over six months um, from the time that I actually started deliberately started to lose weight and change my habits so it can be done everybody's different some habits you know for me it was losing weight and getting in shape and for somebody else it could be stopping a bad habit like substance abuse smoking drinking or maybe gambling or you know whatever it is so you don't have to be stuck in that uh, bad habit loop. And um, there's a scripture that says in First Corinthians, it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So, you know, the Bible tells us we shouldn't be mastered by anything. We, sh- we should have the dominion. We should be able to basically control um, what we are doing. And if something is mastering us, that means we have lost control. If you can't function because you have to do this one thing or you have to go this one place or you have to consume this one substance, then that's not a good place to be. And, you know, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's, you know, another um, meaning to that verse. It's yes, anybody can pick up a cigarette and anybody can be a couch potato and anybody can go gamble but that doesn't mean you should so um you know i just want to encourage you for this episode the challenge is to you know look at your life and see if there are any habits that you know you need to break and then identify them write it down write down your goals and actually put effort just pick one area and then put effort in changing, replace that habit with a good one. And over time, just be patient with yourself. Over time, you'll start to notice the benefits and the changes. So for this week, I want to re-recommend the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I know I had recommended it a few episodes back, but once again, not a sponsor. Uh, The link is in the description and on my website. But 
it is a good book. It just uh, explains a lot of what I just went over in more depth and explains, uh, he gives great examples of, you know, different habit loops on a personal level and on a corporate level. I highly recommend that book again. That is it for today's episode, folks. I would like to thank you for joining me here in the waiting room. Look out for my next episode. And in the meantime, please share this podcast with your friend. I would love to hear your experiences regarding habits. What bad habit have you had to break? Or have you had success or no success in breaking a habit? Share your experiences so you can Either email me at thewaitingroom at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram and leave me a comment there. But even if you have questions or if you have comments or any feedback, uh, please reach out and leave a review if you can. Until then, take care. Take care.